Hey there, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Thought Card Podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you guys an audio clip from my trip over in Pacifica. So if you don't know, Pacifica is very close to San Francisco, about 20-minute drive, and I really enjoyed my time there. It's a great day trip from San Fran, or you can do like me and go for a couple of days or, you know, longer. So I loved Pacifica's coastlines, gorgeous, rugged coastlines. They have great tap rooms. If you love craft beer like I do, you'll have a really good time at the breweries and also the distilleries. And in this clip, I'm going to share with you some audio during my tour with the Pacifica Historical Society at the Little Brown Church in Pacifica, California. So from Mammoth Fossils, the site where Europeans first saw the San Francisco Bay, you're going to learn all about Pacifica's rich and colorful history in this clip. Okay, here we go. Uh, the goal of our museum is to really take a deep dive into local history, very local history. And so we are working on developing various displays that will help show our visitors some of the wonderful history that we have here in the coastline. Um, I'll just talk about a few of our exhibits and uh, hopefully then the listeners will come and uh, want to see them in person. A uh, local citizen uh, found these remains of a mammoth when he was doing some beach cleanup. And this is part of a tooth up here, which is pretty spectacular. We also have fossilized leg bone and spine and tusk. And mammoths weren't very, very rare uh, during the last uh, uh, ice age. But uh, this is the only one that's been found in Pacifica, and we're pretty proud to uh, be able to share it with people who visit. Now, the... The Indians who lived locally um, actually had quite a good life. The weather is good here, especially where they lived, which was in the Pedro Valley and back a ways, about a mile back from the coast, so they avoided a lot of our fog. And plenty of, of game, uh, deer and rabbits, plenty of shellfish, and they did a lot of trading with their local, the local tribes in the area. One of our um, members, Shirley Dry, who died uh, recently, uh, gave her uh, collection of artifacts and uh, things that she had met, made following uh, instructions that she had learned uh, from uh, various Indian, local Indian tribes. Uh, and so we have this collection to show a little bit about the kind of arrowheads they've used, the kind of uh, shellfish they would have had, and acorns, uh, various materials that they'd used to make string or rope and um, jewelry. And uh, we feel very lucky that we were able to, uh, to be given those things so that we could share them with our visitors. One of the probably most... Uh, famous things that, that happened within the borders of Pacifica is that the Spanish explorer Gaspar de Portela brought an expedition into this area in 1769. It was his orders from the king that he was to establish a presidio and a uh, mission in Monterey. They had 
seen Monterey Bay from the sea, but no Spanish had really claimed uh, Upper California by being on the land. And the, both the Russians and the English were making uh, entries into uh, areas further north, and so Span Spanish wanted to, to claim it as theirs. So I didn't know that the, the Russians were part of, involved in the conquest. Well, they were up at Fort Ross, mm, yeah. Okay. And they, I don't think they really, it was more trapping and, but, but Fort Ross was a, you know, was established as a permanent mm -hmm. fort, so, and that's not that far up the coast. Very interesting. So Portola came with a land party from, uh, started down in Baja, California, and m missed his target at Monterey Bay because it didn't at all fit the description that he had gotten from the, uh, from the, from the sea, from the ships that had come by. So he overshot and, uh, they ended up going to a uh, ridge within what is now Pacifica and seeing San Francisco Bay. And he was the very first European to have seen the bay because it has a very narrow opening. Ships avoid this area because of the weather and because of point rays and a lot of other fairlands, lots of other reasons. And so they, he was the first one to see that there was this gigantic... Uh, potential for uh, a port here, but his mission was to find Monterey Bay. That's what the king told him to do. So he went back down to San Diego, got another party together, and went back up to Monterey, and then eventually Anza came with Anza Expedition to found Yerba Buena, which was the beginning of San Francisco. There is, there was, in the beginning of, uh, of the 1900s, a railroad that went right down the coast. I mean, right down the coast. And it went around a lot of our headlands, didn't uh, make tunnels or, or many cuts. And so it was very uh, difficult to, well, because of the kind of ground that they we're building this railroad on, like Devil Slide and some of these other places, to maintain the tracks. That is a very expensive mm -hmm. uh, operation for them. Um, they got going um, in the early uh, 1900s, and then with the San Francisco earthquake, that was a major blow financially for their investors and and for their um, uh, keeping the railroad afloat. And we have a number of the old pictures about the Ocean Shore Railroad. And also our society owns uh, one of the railroad cars. It was in quite poor condition when we found it. And we're in the process of restoring that railroad car and hopefully having it be right here near the museum for people to take a look at. So these are some pictures of the various railroad stations. Um, from the ocean shore. Uh, they hope to have uh, this area be a, an explosion of uh, beach cottages and people coming down from San Francisco for recreation. Personally, I grew up in this area in the Sharp Park District, and it's foggy here a lot of the time, 
uh, I'm not sure that all the people who thought this would become a big bathing beach appreciated that it's cold and foggy a lot of the time. What do you think about the importance of preservation, like in terms of preserving your culture, preserving artifacts, journaling? Like, what do you say to young people who are living their lives now? How can they help preserve their what they're living in life as it is now? I think we're really lucky in Pacifica because uh, people here have really valued the open space that we have. And so there's quite a bit of the territory of the city that is protected. It's in the Golden Gate uh, National Recreation Area. And I think that will, in the long run, really help Pacifica maintain a a certain environmental quality. yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think if you learn about the past, you can appreciate the individuality and the depth of the culture that went on in, in your particular town. We're lucky here. We have a very colorful history. There's an agricultural history of raising artichokes and Brussels sprouts. It's kind of interesting. Now we have houses where we used to have artichokes. Uh, in the way old days of Prohibition, there were a lot of speakeasies and bars down here because it was pretty safe, wouldn't get caught. Um, and so that and the railroad and and also the Indians that lived here really were, a, I think, an enriching history that hopefully young people would be interested in as well. Uh, most of our historical society is made up of older folks, but I think that's... Also natural, as people get older, they think, become more interested in the history of, of where they live and yes, what's happened. Yes, And tell us your name. And I am Patricia Kramer, and I was born here in Pacifica, well, in San Francisco. And then after I graduated from high school, I moved away for about 40 years, and now I'm back in my retirement and active with the historical Pacifica Historical Society. All righty, guys. So what did you think? I hope you found this episode interesting. One of the things I love about traveling is to learn a lot about new destinations. So this is definitely one of the episodes where I'm bringing a destination to you. Hopefully you learned something new. If you did, hit me up on social media at the thought card and let me know what was your favorite thing to learn about Pacifica. And if you've been to Pacifica, also let me know like what's your favorite thing to do. I would love to go back and I cannot wait to fill my itinerary up with all these fun different things to do. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye.